Get out of your own way with Brittany and Johnson. It's a weekly podcast where we learn all the ways we ourselves trip and stumble and get in our own way. And we also get to learn how to get out of it. Stay tuned. your peeps. So today I wanted to talk about your people, your tribe, the people who encourage you, the people who motivate you, just your people in general. So we all know that we have a family of origin and historically we are all taught that your family of origin, that's your people and you can always depend on them. You can always look for them or look to them rather for comfort, you can look for them to them for support, but just in general, you can always look at your family for support, for encouragement, for accountability, just kind of all in one. But for many of us, that may not always be the case, right? So the people that you are born into, so your mother, your father, sometimes they have issues that get in their way, such as mental health. Um, sometimes it's issues where they're just not ready to be parents or just life happens and they are not equipped with the skills to kind of take care of you. So then you are, in many cases, if it's super extreme, you're placed with another family, right? So either you're put into some sort of foster care or you go live with relatives, just somehow you end up in the care of people that you were not typically born into. So those are extreme cases. So some of us won't ever have dealt with or deal with having to live in foster care or relative placement. Many of us come from families that are already pretty large. And so if there is an issue with your birth parents, most people have been fortunate enough that someone in the family has just kind of stepped up, stepped in, and resume the role of, of keeping them in the family and also taking care of them and becoming kind of their parent. So when you think about families in that context, like all of us have an experience or can probably tell stories of the good and bad of being in a large family. And so I come from a pretty large family and we are very close. And I can remember times where for a while, it was almost like it wasn't safe to say anything in the family dinner because somebody was going to throw a joke about it or somebody was going to say something that was just kind of off color, not to hurt your feelings, but really just because that's kind of how we communicated. And while I was able to thrive in that, I know a few people in our in my family that were not so fortunate and that the words and the interactions were a lot more painful. And I remember a time when a few of my family members decided to kind of not excommunicate themselves from the family, but just kind of like start to distance themselves and they started developing their own tribe. And I used to think that that was a little bit odd when I was younger because for me, family was everything, the good, the bad, all of it. It was just everything to be in this family to where we knew that even if there was going to be an argument, we were going to laugh at the end of it or before it. We knew which family member was going to come in and kind of do what. You know, we all have that when we think about our families. But what happens when you get older and you start to develop other relationships? Do you make those people become your family? Or do you just kind of stick to your family of origin and then go from there? In my therapy sessions, 
I have met so many clients who talk to me about how their original family or their family of origin, that there's so much trauma that has happened in, in, the, in the relationship and in the dynamics that it is just impossible for them to be around them. And I also can remember talking to colleagues years ago that would talk about how they would help their clients work through this process of leaving their family of origin and creating their own family. And I'll be completely honest that when I heard that, you know, 10 years ago, again, I was like, that just sounds foreign. Like, how could you just get rid of your family and just magically create a new one? But here we are 10 years in the future. I have grown a lot, learned a lot, experienced a lot. And now I have a really good, solid understanding of you need your family of origin, but you also need your people. And so recently I had a conversation with someone and they used the word tribe. And I've heard that word used, you know, throughout my life in different settings and different um, for different reasons. But it really stuck with me when I heard it recently about who, who is your tribe? Who are the people that you consider your people, your tribe, your your support. So yes, you have your family, but then there's also this ability that we now have as adults to create and add people that we want around us. And so it can get easy to add people who we call those yes people, right? So it's easy to add people who always go along with what you're saying. They're always down for whatever you want to do. They very rarely tell you to do anything different. They're just always kind of right there like, yes, girl, go do that. You never hear them say no. Are those good people to have in your tribe? Or do you need a mixture of people in your tribe? Definitely think that you need some yes people in your tribe. You definitely need people that are going to be kind of your cheerleaders and to be just kind of there to always kind of have your back in a positive way. Because that's important to have people that regardless of what you're going through, they're going to give you a little bit of hype, a little bit of encouragement, and just overall sense of like feeling good about yourself in a moment. We all need that. At the same time, we need people in our tribe that are willing to hold us accountable. We need people who are willing to say, mm, yeah, I know that looks like something that might be good, but have you considered this? Or how does this fit with the image that you are putting out? Or how does this fit with the beliefs that you have about yourself and about the world? We definitely need those kind of people in our tribe as well. And then we do need the people that we consider family. So whether it's your family of origin or it is some kind of new people that you add to it, you need all of those figures. So you need a mothering type figure. So it can be your own biological mother or it can be someone that you kind of put in place as your mother. In my life, I had a great biological mother. I also had a wonderful godmother. In addition to that, I have a few other women that I call mom or mother because they also have displayed some type of mothering to me through the years, and I really value it. So those are those are people that are in my tribe as well. So thinking about those kind of people, you need a father figure. So unfortunately, I joined the club of being fatherless at the age of five. My father was tragically killed in a motorcycle accident. And so I went through life without having a biological father. I had a stepfather that was there, um, but there were some challenges there. So we did not have that father-daughter bond that I hear people talk about they have with their fathers. So I have some men in my life, some uncles, some older cousins that have stepped in and filled the void of the father that I lost at five years old. Sometimes people put the wrong people in those spots. And so it's important that you really assess 
these new tribe members or family members that you're adding to your life. Because again, it is easy to pick too many yes people. It's super easy to pick too many people that hold you accountable. And that gets into a whole other topic around sabotage. And so when you think about sabotage in this setting, if you are already having feelings or thoughts that you're not good enough or that things need to be perfect or that somehow you don't have enough skills or experience or knowledge, it is so easy to then turn around and add people who remind you of that. And those people are easy to find because we unfortunately live in a society where people are quick to point out your flaws and very hesitant to celebrate your, your wins or your rewards. And so it's easy if you have this mindset, again, that I am somehow not good enough. I'm somehow not perfect enough. I somehow don't have everything that I think I need. It's easy to pick people in your tribe that constantly remind you of that. So if that's you, definitely take a moment right here during the middle of this podcast to take an assessment of how many of those people do I have in my life? And are they really beneficial? Are those people holding me back? Not that they're toxic. And that's a whole other topic about how that word just needs to go ahead and fall off of a cliff, in my opinion, because it's so overused. But not that these people are toxic, but there are just people in the world who see the world through this lens of half of half. They see it from the bottom half up. They, they never actually allow themselves to get to the top. So then you have to think about those people. How many of those people do you have? How many do you want to have? I definitely personally think that it's important to have a good even amount um, because we need some well-roundedness to us because it is so easy when you are trying to maintain life or reach goals or just do different things. It is so easy to get stuck in a rut of only listening to certain people or only taking advice from yourself. And sometimes our feelings lie to us. And so we can't just depend solely on these feelings that we're having unless you've gotten really good at checking yourself and keeping holding yourself accountable. So thinking about that, take inventory. And so yes, let me go ahead and make that note right here, drop that pen right here that I am asking you and challenging you and encouraging you to fully assess the people that are in your tribe and make sure you have what you need. This doesn't mean you're going to go out and do job interviews. This doesn't mean that you're going to go pick people solely because they can do this thing for you in life because that's selfish and that's not how you build relationships. But you do want to be thinking about the people that you have around and, and how they fit what they do. And so once you have kind of those people in your tribe, the next thing that you want to think about is the idea of have, of who are your pace setters. And so I've heard the term pace setter before. Uh, for I was watching a, a car race, NASCAR car race before. And so I've seen pace setters in that setting. But last year I was watching a marathon. And during this marathon, there was a guy and the commentators were talking about how he was about to break a record. I don't know if it was his personal record or if it was the world record. Either way, he was about to break a record and so they were, they had all of the cameras on him and they were just watching his every move. Well, I noticed there were people all around him. And so I was like, well, if he's the leader, who is this person in front of him? And who are these people all around him? Because it looks like it's about to be a tie race based on this. Now, let me just go ahead and also put the disclaimer. I have never ran a marathon. I ran track for one season freshman year of high school so I can't call myself a track star either it was like one season and then I was done with that um so I understood about pace setters but again never learned anything about marathons so I went to my good friend google and was like 
and typed in simply who are, you know, what are these people around the runner? And so I learned that they were pace setters. And so I learned in that moment that there is a person in front of the runner that is kind of setting the pace. There's somebody beside them to kind of keep them right there. But then there's also people behind them to make sure they don't go too slow or they don't fall off of their path. And so, of course, because I'm always thinking about something, I instantly was like, well, who are my pace setters? Who are the people that I'm chasing? Who are the people that are keeping me right where I'm at? And who are the people that are behind me that's making sure I don't fall too far? And so with that, of course, it sent me into observing other people and starting to ask people around me because I'm always curious to other people's experiences with these types of things as well. And so I was able to identify that there are several people that are in front of me that I'm chasing. And I want to be clear to say I'm chasing them because they've already reached certain milestones that I want to reach in my career, um, mainly in my career, and also kind of in life too, because I've got some people that I look at in terms of marriage to just kind of see like, how are they doing it? They've been married a lot longer. So if I have a question about that, especially since my mom has passed, I kind of ask people that I know that have been married longer than me, like just to get, you know, get that take. So I have pace setters in kind of all areas of my life. And so as I'm chasing these people, I'm not chasing them to take their place. I'm not chasing them to knock them off of some pedestal. I'm not saying that they are better than me in any way. I'm just saying they've already reached some goals that I'm trying to reach. So at the same time, there are people that I consider to be right next to me, whether this is in my field, this is in my life. And so they are there to do this race with me. They are there to live life with me. They are there to, you know, to give me an idea that, Yes, I am right where I need to be. And then there are people who are behind me. And again, I am not better than them. They are not better than me. These are just people who maybe have not been in the career as long as I have, or they're just starting out with something different, or they're, you know, been married a little bit less. They still are valuable. They still have viable information. They're just the people that didn't start when I started. So I still talk to them. I still do things with them. They are still equal to me in terms of we are humans. We are knowledgeable. We have experience. But again, they just didn't start when I did. So they don't have the same number of years or maybe they haven't taken the same trainings. And so there's no there's no knock to them. They're, again, this is not me saying I'm better in any way than anybody. It's just identifying that there are always people that are ahead of you and people behind you. And so using those people, not in a, in a way of like being selfish, but just in a way of this is how I know I'm on track with where I need to be. And so there was a time when there was a person that I met and formed a business relationship with that came into the field after me, started their practice after I did. Um, we went to a couple of trainings together, but all of a sudden I noticed that this person went on and I kind of stayed at the same spot. And so that was a, a time for me to be able to look at, okay, what am I doing that I shouldn't be doing? Or what am I not doing enough of that this person who started with me and was, it was right with me has now passed me up and has went on and went farther? And so that was a moment of true self-reflection to say, okay, you're falling off a little bit. You're not doing the things that you said you wanted to do every day for your business or for your clients or for your family or for yourself. And so you being able to use those pace setters to help you stay on track is so beneficial. And they're a part of your tribe in a way that is different from your close 
you know, friends and family that are in your tribe. These people are kind of in your tribe as more of your, your business aspirations or even there's a lot of us. I know I've seen some of my friends on social media that are into fashion. They follow certain fashion accounts and they follow certain people in the fashion industry that they are trying to strive to reach that level. Again, not that they want to be that person or take that person out of that position, but just that this person has already done some of the things that they're trying to do. And so it's always helpful to have that in your life. It's also very important if you are on a mission to stay out of your own way, which I know for me, that is my personal mission, that is my brand. It's also definitely important to make sure you're staying self-aware and using your tribe in a way to make sure you're staying on track. And so you definitely want to make sure that as you are going through and you're assessing yourself, because you've got to make sure that you bring something valuable to the table as well. You can't just have people around you that are doing all this stuff for you and you not be doing the same thing for them. And so when you start thinking about things like that and thinking about the give and take and those types of things, it makes it a lot easier to let this be a natural flow. And so the people that I've added to my tribe have been amazing. So, you know, again, like I said, I joined the club of of not having a father when I was five. And so then my family of origin became my everything. And as I got older, I started adding friends to it, but I always would go back to that home base. Well, as time has continued to go on, and now with the passing of my mother, I really found myself questioning the people that I had around me, not questioning because I didn't think that they were good enough or that I wasn't good enough for them. But there was a sense of just kind of this loneliness that came after my mom died that I couldn't figure out. And so having that conversation with some with the person the other day and talking about a tribe, I really sat back and looked at who are the people in my life that are my go to's. Some of them have been there for for many, many years. Some of them are my family, so they've been there for forever. Some of them are new, and I am appreciative of all of them in a way that I don't think I could ever communicate to them or repay them. And so as I start to kind of wrap this up, I want you to think about who's your tribe, who are your people, who are your peeps, however you want to word it. But starting to do an assessment of your life of, am I where I want to be? Do I have the people around me that I need to have? Do I need to seek out additional relationships? Because sometimes, especially if you're doing anything business related, you want to have people that are not in your close circle. Because people in your close circle sometimes get really caught up in not hurting your feelings if they're your yes people, or they go the opposite and they want to tell you everything you're not doing right if they are your no people. And so for a business standpoint, it is super important to go ahead and develop relationships that aren't in your circle. And I've even found it extremely helpful to have relationships with people who don't even live in the same city as I do. Because sometimes being in the same city, you kind of have the same view of things. And so what I have found the most beneficial with adding to my business tribe is that the people that I meet that live in other cities, I get to hear their experiences and I get to identify, is that something that I could do in my practice or is that something that is just unique to their area or my area? And so as you think about your people, your tribe, really do some inventory. Do you need to add some business people to your tribe or do the people you have in your personal life, are they already doing everything that you need? And more importantly, are you doing everything that you need for them? Because you've got to be a giver as well. You can't just be a taker. So let me know what you think. Leave me some comments under the podcast or under the social media posts. 